0: Welcome to the Executive Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we have Christopher Lind, and we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and how that is going to help evolve leadership and change the way uh, we lead. You are going to enjoy this discussion that we had with Christopher And to tell you a little bit about Christopher before we go into the episode, uh, Christopher is a bold digital first HR executive and he spent majority of his time navigating the intersection of business, technology, and the human experience while working side-by-side with industry providers and business leaders being directly accountable for outcomes. He founded an industry advisory company that advises both technology and corporate enterprises on the growth and development of their employees and the technology required to accomplish that. He also has a live stream and podcast that he's had for about four years now called Learning Tech Talks. And he's also a a large YouTube content creator as well. And so you're going to enjoy this discussion as we talk to Christopher about artificial intelligence and how this is going to change leadership. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Christopher Lind. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on the podcast. I'm really excited for this unique discussion we're about to have, and uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to it.
1: This will be a this will be a fun conversation for sure.
2: Well, why don't you start off by just kind of telling us a little bit about your background? What what drove you to kind of the space that you're working in now? A uh, little bit about maybe family and all that good stuff.
1: Okay. Well, I'll lead with the family stuff. Cause I tell people I'm a father and a husband first and a career professional second. So I am married. Um, we've been married and uh, we hit 15 years this year. And then I have seven kids ages 12 and under. So I've got, I've got a whole lot going on in that space in terms of, you know, what keeps me occupied sometimes just making it to the end of the day. Uh, can feel like a task in and of itself. So that consumes a lot of my time. I'm very much a dad. I'm actively involved with my kids in a lot of ways. So I love that. Um, But on the professional side, I originally was going to be a software guy. I was big into tech, loved coding. And then as I got into it, I really was more interested in how that intersected with people and what people the intersection of people and technology looked like in the business world. And so that's led me down a very eclectic career path, because that's not really a job title you can look for in companies. And so I happened to have fallen in corporate learning, but really, I've been more involved not in the traditional HR side of learning and development, but more around digital transformation, business optimization, business process improvement, and how do you get the people involved in that stuff um, to, to actually do it well. So that's taken me from GE to AbbVie to all over the place. Um, and then I do, I do a lot of stuff in the industry. So it's been a wild ride. And I, I feel like I'm just beginning, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was kind of interesting how we we connected and you have an interesting background and um so the the premise of this discussion is going to be AI. And so let's take it back a little bit before we dive into this discussion. I know a lot of listeners, you know, there's it's a trendy topic, AI, artificial it intelligence. Is. So let's take it back a little bit and pr- probably give our audience insights on on what is AI.
1: So what's weird about the term, and this is why it's really interesting when you hear people talk about AI, because you're like, that's like saying, I don't know, I don't even have a good analogy for it because it's so broad. <laughs> that's like saying the ocean, you know, you're like, well, what, like, what do you mean by that? Like, are you talking about like the sea life in the, o- because really, generally speaking, artificial intelligence is literally anything a machine does that could be considered something done by a human being. So, very broadly speaking, you look at it that way, and it's like, well, AI could be something as simple as, you know, marking something complete after you complete a task. Like, so basic automation really is artificial intelligence. Now, that is wildly different than what we're often hearing about now, where we think about machine learning and deep learning, and even the kind of the next phase of artificial general intelligence, where we're starting to combine different neural networks together into what in some ways mimics like a human brain type of a thing. So it's it's very diverse. And so that's why I would say when you say, what do you mean, by, what do you think of artificial intelligence? I would just say, well, actually, what are we talking about? And then I would say, then I could talk about how does artificial intelligence affect that? Because really, it's very much in the air we breathe. And that didn't start in 2023. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was been go- this has been going on for decades
2: so for, our, for the purpose of our conversation today I'd love to take it from a leadership perspective you know um, we're yep. talking primarily to leaders of all shapes and sizes from middle management to people who are just stepping into a supervisor or a, a lead role for the first time in their career yeah so I guess my first question being for seeing the impact of what we've seen with AI, How's this going to change organizations moving forward? How's this going to change for leaders moving forward?
1: So I love the way that we're approaching this, because I think this is the right way to approach AI, which is what is the subject, which would be leadership. And then we can talk about, okay, so then how is AI potentially affecting leadership? And I think that's the right way to approach it. So when I look at this... (laughs) Even that could probably be like a three hour long form conversation we could get into. But on the forefront, some of the things that I think leaders are really having to deal with now, and maybe not even quite yet. One of the biggest things is the way work happens is changing significantly. You know, for a long time, there was kind of this idea that knowledge work was immune from automation or machines or robotics. And so it was kind of like, oh yeah, the people stuff that can never be corporate stuff can never really be touched by machines. And I would say some of the latest in AI is proving that wrong. And so what's happening right now in a lot of the conversations that I'm seeing is people managers are having to start, look at their teams and the way work gets done and go, are we doing it to the best of our ability, or are we optimized for what technology can do? And that's something that, as a people manager, can be really overwhelming because you may not be as familiar with the work that your people are doing. And so now you're having to start to dig into some of this stuff that maybe you didn't have to do before, it just kind of happened and you were okay with that. And now there's pressure to better understand the work so that you can understand well, what are my people really spending their time doing? Is it the right things? Is there ways we could be optimizing the way their time is spent on that? But I think ultimately what that leads, and I think this is probably the biggest impact of people leadership, is you have to spend more time on the human side of leadership than you maybe have in the past. And that's only going to grow. You know, I think before you could kind of be one of these like working leaders or it's like, well, I do the work and I manage people. But as AI takes away a lot of these robotic tasks, being a manager of people, it's going to be expected and needed that you're spending more time with the people who are underneath you, helping them understand their work, working with them on how to develop their skills, thinking about how you're reimagining the way work gets done. It's a very, and I don't think these things are new. You should have always been doing these things as a people manager, but what I think what's happening is that's now hitting at a scale and speed that many are unprepared for.
0: Yeah, I've experienced that myself, as and in leadership for five to seven years now. You know, oftentimes leaders get bogged down in the internal processes, systems that are in place, and oftentimes they don't have that human interaction with their people because that's what consumes their time and i think yeah. with what ai is going to do it's going to allow leaders to step out of their offices and have more of that human interaction which is so much needed especially in today's world that we're in is you need a lot of that face to face interaction that get to know your team and actually actually talk to them and and um and be the leader that you need to be for them
1: yeah And for some people, this is terrifying
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because you talk to some people managers
1: and they're like, one of the things I like the least about being a people manager is the people. Mm -hmm. And I always go, Oh, if that's the case, you're in for a rough road ahead. Because if anything, that's where you're going to be spending more of your time and you should be spending more of your time. And for good reason, because with work changing as much as it is keeping up, is requires a lot of coaching it requires a lot of understanding your people's situations and what they're dealing with and how to best optimize their environment there's a lot of work that goes into it and it can no longer be like a, well I, I don't have time for that because i'm too busy with these other you know activities that i have to take care of it's like well you won't survive if that's what you're doing
2: yeah that's so true so let's get a little bit more specific you know there's a lot of leaders out there who are who are still trying to hammer this out, and I'm one of those people who's just trying yeah. to make sense of it at a deeper level. Um, so, so AI is already being used in a lot of cases. So, can you give us some examples of how uh, AI is already being used in in the leadership space for leaders, managers, and maybe we're not even realizing it, realizing that's already being incorporated.
1: So, we can kind of focus on this from a a number of different angles, Um, but where some of this stuff that people, leaders may not even be aware, you know, is the way that organizations are bringing in and assessing the people that you're hiring is largely automated now. (laughs) So, a lot of organizations are using artificial intelligence to source and scan and vet people. So you're having some of that happen where you know, the candidates that are coming to you may be being influenced by artificial intelligence that's helping identify and seek out these people that is then being presented to you, which is changing the way you're going through your hiring process. So obviously that's kind of on the front end of being a people manager of bringing this stuff in. Um, we're just, I would say, on the beginning stages of this, unless you're in a more hands-on type field. So I talk to a lot of folks who are in manufacturing they've been dealing with robotics and automation and all this stuff for a long time. So that's not necessarily new, but in the knowledge space, like um, I'll, I'll take my teams as an example, corporate learning. That has historically been a corporate position. Not a lot of folks have, you know, really had to worry about machines doing it as a people leader. I have tons of people on my team now going, how should we do our job now now that we're hearing about all these new tools and technologies and the ways that we do what is the vision for where our organization is going how do we support the business that we're in now because we technically could get an app to do some of this work but is it really the right thing and there's decisions that are potential so you're getting a lot of questions as mm-hmm. a people manager right now i would say that's the stage we're in right now we're in this hype stage where people leaders are probably getting a lot of questions from their people who are wondering if, you know, is the work that I'm doing right now still meaningful? Is that going to change? Is my job going to change? If it does change, what does that mean for me? How does that look? I see a lot of people managers. That right now is where they're in the thick of things because organizations are trying to figure out how is artificial intelligence going to affect the work. And so that's what, I would say right now is probably one of the biggest ones when it comes to developing leaders. I know just from being in the learning space, artificial intelligence is playing a huge role in helping people, managers, at least in organizations who are doing this well, identify their own skills and the skills of their teams so that they can start to figure out Where do we need to be growing? Where do we need to be changing? What should we be doing differently so that we can be prepared? And then there's also the spectrum of tools out there right now that can be used to help leaders grow and develop themselves, which is something I'm sure we'll talk about today is like, how can you use AI to be a better people manager type Mm. of a thing? So those are just a few off the top of my head that I'm seeing with the biggest one right now is people managers just getting pulled on a lot from their team's you know, asking for clarity on vision and direction and what does the future look like for us. But I'm curious your experiences. Are you, you know, you're both in the leadership space. Are you are you seeing some of those same things?
0: I think there's a lot of fear that it might um eliminate certain roles and and po- yeah minute positions that especially in more so larger organizations, you know, there's these positions that were there to you know, just data entry and these minute positions, which are which are automated. So I think there's a there's that fear that I'm seeing is, you know, what yeah. does the future look like for this organization? Is it looking like you know, I may lose my job? Um, yep. I think that's that's what I'm saying right now,
1: and I would say that's some of the crisis mode that I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of people in leadership dealing with is there people are going, is my job at risk? Is yeah. our team at risk? like what does the future look like? And it's that's a heavy burden because a lot of leaders don't know the answer to that question right now. And so they're still grappling with it and they're being looked at for the answers to that..
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think also the maybe the, the non-existence of some organizations too that have relied on on some of the stuff that AI is doing now. And it's like, oh oh my gosh, like we're, we're almost going to be like our services will not be needed in, in the future and possibly now.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting about it right now is depending on, so I work with a lot of different organizations. I think one of the things that I would encourage people on is that, you know, I just looked at a recent report on this. Only about 4% of senior leaders are really looking at elimination or reductions as a result of AI. Mm. So I think the large narrative, and I sit in the C-suite and I work with a lot of C-suite leaders, that's not really where the conversation is at today, because I think there is still some uncertainty. I have no doubt we're going to have folks that are going to make some, in my opinion, foolish decisions and just kind of blindly go, oh, well, hey, we could get an app to do this. Why do we need people to do it? I think the folks that do do that are going to make some catastrophic mistakes, and we're quickly going to see things swing back. I think the part, though, for individuals in organizations that is real is, and this is something I'm very open about, is everyone's job is going to change as a result of this. Mm. Does it mean it's going away? Not necessarily necessarily some jobs will I mean and that's not new to AI we used to have switchboard operators we don't have that anymore right like there's jobs that have been going away since the existence of jobs so some jobs absolutely will go away but I would say the majority of what you're going to see is the way work is done what's expected from people that will change and you know I think that's that's an uncertain but a bright future for folks
0: hmm I wanted to touch on something you mentioned earlier was um, AI uh, helping leaders develop themselves and, and getting better as leaders and leading people. Um, yeah. What's What's your insights on that? And how, how do you think that's going to help uh, develop leaders?
1: So it's pretty interesting about this. And I'm involved with a number of stealth companies that are experimenting with some of this stuff. You know, one of the challenges, and I can just say from my own personal experience as a leader is... Sometimes it's really hard to have visibility into what's going on in your organization to even know where you can lean in, where you can support, where you can help, because there's just so much activity. And you're also walking that line based on the podcasts I've listened to of yours. You would never advocate leaders to be micromanagers where you're like jumping in, trying Mm -hmm. to take over and do everybody's work. So there's this weird line of, okay, well, I don't want to be a micromanager, but If I'm not involved, then it's almost a black hole of, well, I don't really know what work happens, and I get a sense of how people are doing, but I don't really know what's going on. Because so much work is being done digitally, I see this happening now with a lot of analytics groups where new technologies can actually provide managers with real meaningful insights into how work is happening in their organization and where there's opportunities to go, hey, you would never have the time to run all these reports and look at all this stuff and actually analyze this stuff to see this is where something's broken. You should focus your attention and your time here in your organization. That is gold that I think leaders should be really excited about is to say, rather than wasting your time, chasing down everything, being able to have artificial intelligence serve you up and say, you know, out of all the stuff going on in your team's, These are the things that are happening that are not going so well. And you might wanna spend some attention here. And one step further, here might be some things you might as a leader consider doing to help improve it. I think where it could go too far is when organizations start automating those decisions. That's a bad idea. I think that's where we need the leaders to then take those insights and go, okay, I know my team, I know what's going on. Like I'm going to actually take responsibility for that. But AI can help you see where you need to focus your attention. I think that's huge. Something else, though, that I think is really powerful right now, and I see this in a lot of the learning and development things, is, I mean, being a leader is hard, and there's not a lot of good times where you can practice stuff. And artificial intelligence is now creating environments that can simulate real life in ways that you can Mm. practice doing some of the things that you would maybe want to do with your team but you're not sure like how would i deliver this message to this individual and how is that going to go well we can create simulated environments where you can do that and Mm. get feedback and i've been doing that for years now where you can actually put leaders in environments and situations where they can practice doing some of this stuff and get feedback on hey like that's probably not going to go over very well or the way you delivered this message did you consider these things and again not letting ai do it for you or tell you what to do but feed you with that information and i guess a third one that off the top of my head comes to mind i um there's a couple of them coming out now which i will admit when people hear this it sounds like it might border on the creep factor but If it's being used right in an organization, there are now tools that can actually be passively listening to the meetings that you're having and providing you with feedback, um, reflections from the conversation, and real-time insights into things like, how did that go? What were some of the key points? What was the overall sentiment of that conversation? Now, again, you got to deal with the privacy and ethics behind all of that, but that's really helpful stuff. Um, when it comes to it. So I think it's really giving us, it has the power to give us a lot more meaningful visibility into things that we need to make good decisions as
2: leaders. I'm curious because uh, I've done some consulting recently with a uh, a, a trucking company and they implemented a, a whole host of tools that I wouldn't necessarily say they were AI tools, but they were definitely automated tools um their ability to track different things monitor the trucks um and what i actually noticed as i was going in you know a lot of the conversation was oh this used to be a great company and the last three or four years has become yep very uh some of the words were like gestapo-ish and in, in almost yes. in a sense um would you say that there's also some caution in saying that oh. you can with, <laughs> With AI, you're 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 potentially breeding a grounds of uh of those micromanagers who are like watching every yes. single thing that's going on.
1: One one hundred actually one thousand percent on that. And I think the thing with this is AI has the potential to bring out the absolute worst in us as well. And mm. so I don't think what you would say is well the AI is doing that. What you'd say is well the person behind the AI is this draconian monster of a leader who's now got a thing that has the ability to see everything (laughs) you're doing. And you're like, okay, we got a leadership problem that we got to deal with. But I think these are the kinds of things that organizations are wrestling with right now is how do we do this in a meaningful way? Because to your point, to great leaders, will these tools unlock power and capability that can make them run their teams like never before and truly drive performance to a level they've never seen? Absolutely. Could it also exacerbate and make a workforce that feels like they're in you know, Nazi Germany trying to like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say, or you know, I don't want to do anything because I'm so afraid of what might happen? Absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of organizations need to be really careful right now, how they approach it. Yeah. I'm curious your thoughts. Like it, what, what's your initial reaction to some of this? Because it's always interesting to me hearing people's react. Some people are like, hey, that sounds really cool. And other people are like, I don't
2: know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is not like... So a lot of people, I think their fear comes to, well, my job's going to be eliminated. Yeah. You know, a truck driver who says AI may eventually take over the situation. But I think the more mature mind says well, how do I need to be retooling myself at this point to be prepared yeah. for a future with AI? You know, how do I tool retool myself to make sure that I'm still relevant? Um, so yeah, and maybe, I think maybe speak where, to that a little bit.
1: No, I, I think that's the message to So I, one, very much for leaders. So I'll, I'll address this in two ways. One to leaders and then to the people who are, you know, maybe doing the work kind of in that space of like, so what do I do about it? So first to the individual contributors who may be doing that work and wondering about it, I think this is a really great time to, because nobody really knows what to do with this stuff, you actually have an opportunity to shape it how you actually see it better. Um, You actually have an opportunity right now to look for, you know, what are the things that I'm wasting a lot of time doing where I'm not you know, I I'm sandbagging it, or I'm just so busy doing this other stuff because I just don't have time. If you are the one who's coming to your manager going, I actually think we might be able to spend more time on this. If we were to do these kinds of things, the reality is this is not a zero sum game. And I've been around enough organizations that that scarcity mindset and believing you're playing a zero sum game, like, well, if AI does it, then there's less for me you're always going to be in a losing situation. But my experience has been the opposite is true. It's not a zero sum game and you will create more with more. Like there's just, there's an abundance. And I don't think I've ever worked in with an organization that has gone, you know what we literally are, we got it all done. Everything we ever would imagine dream of doing, we're doing it. We're nailing it hundred percent. So there's (laughs) always this stuff that you go, man, I, I see opportunity. I just don't have time or capacity. Now is a great time to raise that and say, hey, what if we could be doing this kind of stuff if we weren't? Um, and yeah, it might make you need to get uncomfortable and maybe build some skills that are unfamiliar and do things a little bit different. I mean, I the number of times I've seen people death grip to the very things they hate because they're afraid of like, but what will I do if I'm not doing that? I'd encourage you to release your grip a bit and go, I mean, you hate doing pivot tables. Why are you defending pivot tail? Let AI do the pivot tables so you can work more with the customers that you're engaging with, or you can do this other kind of stuff. And now is a good chance to reimagine that for leaders. I think a big thing is recognize this fear exists and be looking for where the things that, you know, your bosses or your peers or other people wish they were getting from you that you don't have capacity to do, because now's a really great time. If you're in charge of a small or large organization, go around and have those conversations and go, "If, if you could be getting more from us, what would that look like? And I guarantee those items are there. Nobody's like, uh, we actually have everything you want. So if you found AI, actually, quite frankly, I just wipe out half your team. We don't need anything else. that That's the fear we have, but it's not real. And I think if you can step past it, you'll find, oh, there's an abundance of stuff that this can free up. But you got to recognize people on your teams are dealing with that right now. And you may have to do some of that work to help them see it and let them know that that's okay and they don't need to be afraid of it. But it's a good time to be proactive before people start you know oh i went to this conference and i saw that there was this app that'll do this and so we were thinking of doing it like now is a good time to be in front of that conversation instead mm-hmm. of waiting for it to happen and then reacting to it
0: yeah i really like the fact that um there are already tools out there that are helping leaders get better at what they do meaning lead their lead their teams because i think that especially being a new leader or a fresh leader even like a middle manager there's a lot of fear that leaders have is like, oh, am I running this meeting properly? Am I um, how do I implement this change where you know, a, a leader can go into this simulation and go with this idea, try this change out and that way this this leader gets a little bit more confident and when he goes actually and implement it in 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 real life. So I think that that part of it is really cool to me but i think one element that's probably lacking is maybe uh people need to educate themselves about ai and how it can help yeah. it it can help better better not only just their their work life but just their daily lives in general because i think what's what's happening right now is there's articles out there being written about some of these things we're talking about yes you know the the fears of eliminating jobs eliminating organizations
1: yeah you know it's funny Fear travels fast. Mm -hmm. And so I think going back to your point, the uncertainty and just the lack of knowledge, I mean, digital acumen, in my opinion, is a skill and a knowledge set that is lacking right now. You know, most people can talk about AI in general, but they don't really understand. And you don't need to be a algorithm, you know, designer to be able to do it. You don't need to be actually you know be a prompt engineer to understand how ai works mm-hmm. but you should be kind of familiarizing yourself with some of the things you're like okay this is what it can do this is what it still really stinks at because there's a lot of media too that's hyping some of this stuff up like oh yeah it's amazing at this and then you actually go try things and you're like i mean i just to give a really funny example of this okay <laughs> I had seen this whole thing that like, oh, AI is gonna disrupt photography because AI photography is like amazing and it's the best thing in the world and we're never gonna need photographers. And so I took that just to a simple example of like, okay, let's take AI headshots, okay? The whole headshot industry is gonna be completely destroyed by artificial intelligence. Nobody who is doing headshots is ever gonna have a job again, right? That's the narrative right now. Mm -hmm. That's what you can expect. So I'm like, let me try it. And I and I decided to try some of the top AI headshot tools that claim that they can do amazing headshots from, from your Instagram feed. You send us five pictures. We'll give you the best headshots in the world. I got these things back and they were embarrassing. I mean, I wouldn't put these things anywhere. Absolutely not. Now I have good friends who are in the photography business and I asked them, How are you using artificial intelligence? And they're all like, oh, I use it all the time. But when I talk to them about the skills that go into it, they're still doing professional headshots, but they're using AI to enhance and speed and scale what they're able to do. And in their hands, it's amazing. And I'm like, well, yeah, your job is safe, my friend, because trust me, I tried the pay 50 bucks, get your headshot app. And I'm telling you right now, I ain't putting (laughs) that on anywhere type of thing and I think those are just that's just a real tangible example mm-hmm. of where you'll see the hype around this that oh you know AI can solve all these problems and it's like well not really in in the arms of a master of their trade yes AI will turn them into a super superhuman to a complete novice that's like sweet I got an app you know, we see this with Chat GPT. Oh, I don't need to write social media posts. I'll just have Chat GPT write all my posts and I'll be an influencer. And you're like, yeah, that lasts about a week until people can just read your posts and go, well, let me guess, you copied that from a large language model? It's just, I think that's the kind of stuff that is more realistic than mm-hmm. the fear-mongering of, oh, well, the day's over and unless you're in construction laying cement, you're doomed. Like, no.
0: Yeah, like um, I was just looking back our notes as we were preparing for this this podcast. I mean, in the podcast and content creation world, there's so much stuff that takes you forever to to get through. You know, creating reels, creating uh, captions, creating you know all the different things. Sometimes even just the normal editing and learning how to leverage those tools to make you more efficient as as a content creator. I mean, that just that is a huge win. In right. AI.
1: And anybody who's doing it. So I remember our, so backstage we were talking about like there's a tool now that you can put a long form podcast in and it will come up with some of these reels for you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the surface, you could be like, oh, that's someone's job. It's going away. <laughs> I will tell you right now, if you just took the suggestions that AI threw at you, downloaded them and plopped them into something, it would not be good. It would be better. And and that's where I say I see AI almost as a really brilliant intern. That's the way I look at it. It's a really brilliant intern, super helpful. You guide it, you steer it in the right way, and it's fantastic. But I think even looking at it that way, it's opening up a new venture of what leadership can mean in an organization because there's actually opportunity to lead machines now, which, like, what? Like, that wasn't a conversation we were having several decades ago. And now that's actually a rear career opportunity for the people who really love leadership, but say, I hate dealing with people. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to uh, in the future, I don't think. So as we
2: get, begin to wrap up, I do want to kind of spend a, a, few, a few minutes talking about kind of the ethical side, the potential yeah. downfalls of, of of chat of AI in general. And one of the things I'm very interested to know Especially when it comes to content creation, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have been authors and they've they've uh, they've been content blog writers and content creators for years and years. And now with the AI becoming more more available, um, and with ChatGPT being something that's available, how do you feel like the those industries are going to adjust? Moving forward, because you have these old school authors that are still writing their yeah. books out on the notepad. And then you've <laughs> got people now that can produce something very similar in a matter of hours with a with with an AI tool. How does that look? What does that yeah. look like moving into the future? So the ethical conversation
1: could be a separate conversation in and of itself. Um, but if we want to zone in on just this one in particular, let's just break this one down a little bit, using this as an example, this is again, one of the ones where I do, and we're already in this stage where the market is going to get saturated with mediocre stuff because AI can help with this. And so every individual can suddenly be, you want to write a book? Great. You can get a 20, you don't even need the subscription version of Chat GPT, And you can go to OpenAI and say, I want you to write me a book on these topics and psh, it'll shoot out a bunch of pages and it'll be the mediocre summation of whatever garbage it consumed in its large language model reconstructed into something else. And you know what? If you want to sell a mediocre book so that you can say you wrote a book and publish it I mean, okay, is it easier now? Is the point of access greater there? From an ethical standpoint, do I see anything wrong with that? I think that's one of those like, well, boy, you start getting into like, well, whose stuff are you stealing and where is it coming from? And it's really not, Mm -hmm. it gets really complicated really quick, but people have been doing this for a long time. It's going to happen at a scale that we've never had to deal with. I think what we're going to find though, is as we move through this, the cream's gonna rise to the top. Mm. If you're somebody who sucks at writing and can't compre- you know, can't put together a comprehensive thought, and you think I'm gonna have Chat GPT write a book. Maybe for a season you might get some flair. And then people are gonna realize, oh, this is the same garbage that you know, 37 other people published last week because it's the same nonsense versus the people who really are doing it you're gonna know, you're gonna be like, oh, that's that author. And is AI maybe helping them put books out more quickly than usual? Probably. May it streamline some of the ways they do it? Probably. And I think that's where, are people gonna make stupid ethical decisions throughout this whole thing? Yes. And I think that's where um, I don't have a good answer for how we get around that right now. I really don't. Mm. I mean, like I said, AI is going to bring out the best in people And it's going to bring out the worst in people. And, um, that's, that is the very rough water we're going to be swimming through for the next few years. And I don't,
2: and I don't think, well, like I said, I don't have an answer for how we get around that one. I've noticed that, uh, because it is so, so prevalent now, you, you can start reading some, some piece of content or a post or something and, if you've been been around chat gpt long enough you can you can pick it out pretty quickly you can tell oh yeah. you
1: can tell like you can t- and that's i think the thing going back to the digital acumen level as people become more familiar they're going to sense authentic from fake they're going to go you know eh, maybe in this stage where they're unfamiliar it might fool people. I had somebody the other day that was upsold by an AI bot and I'm like, you couldn't tell that's who you were talking to. And they're like, that was. Now to me, I'm around it enough. I just, boop, that's fake. That's not a real person. But to them, it was there. I think we're going to get to that point. But I think some of the things that we've got to watch, especially around leadership, where are you looking to delegate things that you really shouldn't? Like making right. decisions. Mm. Like, you know better than that. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know you know you shouldn't be cutting corners with AI when it comes to leading. And when you're trying to cut corners with AI where you know you shouldn't, you're going to get burned. You might not for a season, but it's going to come back to bite you in some sense. And I think that's that's the real pain I think a lot of people are going to experience in the near term if they're not careful.
2: Well, Chris, as we wrap up, uh, how can, I mean, obviously this is a conversation that we could probably go on for another two or three hours uh, and and really (laughs) probably not even scratch the surface of the subject. I was
1: going to say, we might might take a a (laughs) half an inch off the top
2: of the iceberg, but that's about it. (laughs) How can people follow your content? What's the best place to connect with you and, and learn more about what you're doing?
1: So I am extremely active on LinkedIn. I've got a big following on LinkedIn as I kind of continue. That's that's my social media of choice. I haven't gotten bought into some of the other ones, but I also do a lot of stuff on YouTube because I have a lot of content that I create and I like having long form discussions to help people. Really, my goal is to help people better understand this because not knowing it, it is terrifying. But once you've been around it and once you unpack it, you go, okay, this is actually a really exciting, bright future. So those are probably the two best places that you can find me. I also have a live stream that I run uh, every week, Learning Tech Talks, where that is literally what I do on a regular basis is talk about how is technology changing the landscape of work and the human experience.
2: Awesome. So as when we when we wrap up, we'd like to go through what we call a lightning round of three questions, just to get to know okay. our, uh, our guests a little bit better. Uh, the first question we always like to ask is, "What are you reading right now?" Oh,
1: so I will be the first to say this. This will tell you a little bit about me. I'm not an avid reader. Well, I take that back. So I read things, but I read research reports. That's what I read. I read research reports. (laughs) So like books, I get books sent to, I write, I wrote a book. I probably won't even read it because it's not my style of stuff. Um, So I read a lot of research reports. I actually spend more time in conversations like this with other thought leaders, things like that. That's really where I spend my time. So I, I actually don't I actually don't remember the last time I read a book if I'm being completely honest.
2: Someone was wanting to learn more about AI and they're brand new. where would you say this is where you should start?
1: Holy, moly. um okay, if somebody literally is just looking to learn something and again, my my bias is gonna come out in this. So I like LinkedIn learning for when I'm trying to lay a base foundation of information one, because I'm on LinkedIn. I mean, you could find stuff on YouTube. I think the challenge that's tough with some of the media sites is you just don't really know what you're getting. So you're like, is this some Mm -hmm. like crazy Mm -hmm. person who just decided to tell me that AI is going to show up at my door and, you know, what like, you just don't know. So I do like LinkedIn learning B or Udemy, you know, Udemy they are quality sources where you can go and you can kind of be like, Hey, if somebody's talking about this. And I would say one thing that I actually just sent out in my newsletter, they put out a generative AI for working professionals certificate. That's a partnership between Microsoft and LinkedIn. There's a handful of courses that come with it. I think it's actually free for the next couple of years. It really does do a great job of laying the foundation for what really is this thing and what might we expect to see over the next coming years? Um, and I, and I personally think that that's a great resource for people.
2: Awesome. The next question is a little bit more fun is, is what's a bucket list item that you want to knock off in the next couple of years?
1: Uh So that if you, if you're saying the next few years, that's tough for me because my kids are so young, I almost have no time. So my bucket list thing is probably going to be like when they're out of the house and I actually have time to do something I want to do, which by then I'm following the trends on what's happening with personal flight stuff, you know, like drones for yourself that you can fly around. Mm -hmm. I very much would love to have one of those, one of those, if that's not going to happen, I love following Dude Perfect. They have a bucket list series of videos they did. Probably literally everything on Dude Perfect's bucket list videos would be on my list of things. Like all super life threatening, but you're you know you're not really gonna die, but it feels like you're gonna die. That kind of stuff would be <laughs> would be right up my alley. Strap
2: awesome. Strap me
1: into something and push me off a bridge. You know, as long as I know the cord's not gonna snap, I'm game. Yeah,
0: I guess I have one more question. What is I sure. guess what's one AI tool that is a must-have for everyone?
1: Um, I would say, realistically, everybody should have, you should be playing around with chat GPT right now. You mm-hmm. really should. And not just to use it like Google or to you know, try and have it write your emails for you type of a thing. But there's so much that you can do with it. That's outside the box in terms of, you know, helping you think differently. Just as one practical example, I take all the transcripts from my videos and post them into chat GPT. And then I ask it questions for feedback. Like how could I have better articulate? So there's a lot of really cool things that you can do with it. Um, and it's extremely powerful you know, in in a lot of the things that you may do. So while some people overuse it, yeah, I think it's one of those things where even getting good at prompt engineering and learning how to communicate with AI, that's a really good job skill because learning how to do that and tweak that, that's something that's going to solidly prepare you for the future because that is how we're going to interact with these machines in large regard and the value you get out of it. Is largely tied to how well you interact with it so building that skill now is a great place to start for anybody
2: Mm. Mm. that's cool and then the last question we, we like to ask is dead or alive who would you like to have lunch with okay
1: so this one i i got asked this the other day hands down moses i would hands down love to sit with moses i it, t- it gives you a little bit of a background into my worldview and where I'm coming from. But when I think of the stories about how that guy, I think of a leadership journey that would try just about anyone, 40 years with a bunch of people that are <laughs> grumbling constantly, they're trying to stone you. Like you're you're doing nothing but trying to do, th- you turn your back and they do the one thing you said, just make sure you don't do this while I'm gone. And you go away and you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, you just did it already. That is someone I'm like, how, and it's relevant for this podcast because we're talking about leadership, the leadership lessons of Moses. I would pick his brain. We would be talking for a lot more than a lunch hour.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on the podcast and uh, hope we can uh, keep in contact and maybe have you back into the future.
1: Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to the Executive Leadership Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Christopher Lind as we talked about artificial intelligence and its impact on leadership. If you have some time after listening to this episode on whichever platform you're listening on, please give a review and awesome rating on whichever platform you're listening on. That'll help spread the message of this podcast. And also, if you want to check out our website to see some of the uh, services and products that we have to offer, uh, you can check our website at tcadvisorygroup.com, or you can send us an email at info at tcadvisorygroup.com. We have several offerings that you and your companies can leverage um, to help you in your leadership, whether it's yourself, your team, or your company. Well, thank you so much for tuning in on the Executive Leadership Podcast. Also, if you haven't checked out our other podcast, the Leadership Download Podcast, uh, you can check that out as well. And uh, we thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode.